everyone. It is Dave and Jeff. It is July 9th, 2023, and we're back. Yeah. Look at that. It's been a while. <laughs> Good to be back. It's been, yeah, absolutely. Hey, you know what? Again, uh, we'll talk about where you and I both went in just a little bit. Separate places. We didn't vacation together. <laughs> But as Jeff says all the time, you give a lot of credit to Dan Williams. Yep. Dan Williams is a guy that we talk about all the time about getting your finances in order. And as Dan will say, we're approaching the summer buying home season. Trust him. It's getting crazy. Interest rates are going to come down, which will drive up the demand for hence home prices. People will need to be qualified with a team like Dan Williams and our good friend Brian Curry as well. Get approved, not just pre-qualified. Understand the financials of home buying. Don't get outbid like so many other potential home buyers did in 2020. Call Dan Williams today. Make sure you write this number down, 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Uh, Dave, in a little bit more than a month, what's the date today? Today's July 9th. So on the calendar, a month from tomorrow, August 10th, my yeah. boys start their junior year. And That's I think amazing. all of us... Think back to your junior year of high school. Man, that was a pretty fun year. Yeah. I would think across the board. And it might have been fun for things going on at, at campus, but a whole lot of fun for things going on off campus. And the point of that being is that the days of hanging out with dad are probably starting to come to an end. They are. And that's why it was so important for me this past week to do as much as I could with my boys while we have this time. And then you get the credit card bill. Yay! <laughs> ay, ay, yay! But we paid it. It's Good. all paid off. And that's because of Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, what Dan Williams teaches you. It keeps your credit in line, keeps your bills paid. Dave mentioned the number. It's 858-688-6813. Yes, it's important because you want to be able to buy a car, or buy a house. Man, I just had to buy new tires yesterday. Oh, boy. Ay, ay, yay. <laughs> but again, uh, Dan Williams, 858-688-6813. Online, sandiegolending.us. Don't forget, he's working with Brian Curry. Brian Curry selling real estate over San Diego for more than 25 years. To get you in the right home, no matter where you want to be in San Diego County, nobody knows it better than Brian Curry. Also, if you're looking to just sell your home and get the most for it, Brian's your guy as well. Why would you call anybody else? Brian knows what he's doing. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. I know, Dave, if you've had people visit from out of town recently and then they go back home. Yeah. Uh, I had it with one of my closest friends, the great Dr. Joe Carlo, and uh, sends me a text yesterday. She goes, you know what? Why don't you just swing by and pick me up and <laughs> we'll go get some lunch and hang out in Coronado. And you got your tires, do it. Yeah, let's go. And, uh, and man, that's the greatest thing, right, is when somebody comes to town yeah. and they have a vision in their head of what San Diego may be, and then they get here and they find out we're pretty damn lucky. We're yeah. pretty damn lucky to live in this town, and there's a lot of different places, so maybe it's uh, like my friend Joe Carlo, or maybe it's you, maybe it's a friend of yours that is either looking to move to San Diego and buy their first home. Maybe you're looking to upgrade. Maybe you're looking to downsize. No matter what the case may be, Brian Curry can help you do it. His phone number is 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. There you go. So a lot going on. Again, you and I had a chance to go to the Padre game yesterday. That was a lot of fun. But yep. um, we had a chance to take a little bit of time off, which we don't do a lot of, at least at the same time. So that was kind of cool. Both of us on, on different coasts. But... You had a chance to do something with your sons. As you said, time is running out, unfortunately, as far as this age and spending time with their dad. They're going to want to start doing stuff more with their friends. Where did you go? We went uh, to the Bay. 
and we left. Got to think about how the day is a week ago yesterday. Okay. So it was a week ago yesterday, and I've said it, and man, I just, I encourage parents, and, and I would say father-son, but that would be a disservice to Geekster and, and to Laura and to Erica. If you have either a son or daughter that is into the game of baseball, I, I can't encourage you enough to do this. Find a way to do it. And uh, my son, Jack, is all in. That's He's cool. all in. His mom took them about two years ago. They went to Chase Field. So they had knocked out uh, Chase Arizona. In, in Arizona. And he and I, ironically, a year ago on 4th of July, were at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. We've been to the Big A a handful of times, and he's just said it was only me and him. His brother hadn't gone. And he said, uh, you know, Dad, is it is it realistic? Like, how many ballparks could we get to? And I said, you know, if we planned it right and things fall our way, we yeah. can do pretty good. And he goes, I'd really like to do it. And he goes, I want to do it with you. And I cool. said, okay. So this year, I asked Kate. I said, hey. It's your call because he said, I'll check in on a handful, but I don't want to go on every trip. And I said, hey, man, this could be fun. We'll go up to the Bay Area. And he goes, I'm in. Cool. And so uh, we could go tonight. Well, we could go yesterday. We flew to uh, Oakland. Oakland Airport, unbelievable. Is that right? Yeah, gorgeous. City of Oakland, unbelievable. Is it cheaper to fly into Oakland over San Francisco? You know, by the time you're done with BART and everything else, probably not. Okay. Probably not, but it that was the old wives' tales, so I, it's just what I did. And when you're doing it by three people, no, probably just as easy to yep. fly into San Francisco. But Southwest was great. I mean, first time the three of us had been on a flight That's together. Cool. And so Southwest, you're able to just check a bag. So we just had an hour and a half to just walk the airport and hang out and grab a bite to eat and people watch. And that part of it was so fun, Dave. And then... You know, jumping on Southwest and their mom, fucking chicks. Man. <laughs> like, come on. Two seconds ago, you said that'd be a disservice name, like fucking chicks. Dude, it's like I'm talking <laughs> to them because they fly to Mexico with their mom every yeah. year. And I go, so how's it work seating arrangement? Well, my, you know, mom gets air sick, so she sits by the window. The window uh, doesn't roll down. That's what I sick. said. The fuck are we doing here? What are we talking about? So I go, all right. I appreciate you guys doing that, but we just rolled in and, and they grabbed windows and Dave, you, the flight to San Francisco. Yeah, you you just go like right up the coast, of course. And you're not going no, but I mean you're not yeah. going that high. So it's the point where you go, dude. There's SoFi. Yeah. There's Angel wow. Stadium. There's downtown LA. Like That's you're cool. just sightseeing. And so uh, the first thing we did. Yeah, uh, we could go today. We went to the A's game, and Jack and I were fired up to go see the A's. And we told Cade, "Hey, man, this is going to be great because it's Pit Viper Sunglass Day." Cool. Cade, Cade said, "I'm wearing that." I go, "You're wearing it all game." <laughs> You're wearing it. I go, and "Jack." At night. I go, "Jack, you wearing them?" Because I'm wearing them all game. I go, "So am I." Cade's like, "You guys go ahead." I'm like, "All right." You'll be jealous. <laughs> Dave, we get there, and anybody who's ever gone to the Coliseum, you take the BART, and the BART drops you off right there. Yeah. And then you walk this path. And I swear to God, it feels like you're walking into Alcatraz. The entire thing is cement, and over the top, it's interlinking chain link fence. Wow. 
There is no scenic quality to the it, Oakland it's Coliseum. worse than Jack Murphy Stadium, huh? Worse than Jack. David, it's like going into, I swear to God, it's like going into San Quentin. Oh, fuck. Yeah, not even close. Makes Jack Murphy look like Wrigley. <laughs> and uh, so we're walking in, and we're the only guys. It's 11.50 in the morning. Yeah. We've got an hour and change before the game. We get to the gate, and there's a sign that says, promotional items sold out. And I go, what? <laughs> what the fuck is, what is going on? And we walk about 100 yards to another gate. It says, promotional items sold out. Yeah. So I just yelled to a guy, go, hey, like, where do we go? And this guy, Dave, I, I mean, I don't want to go into a great description because you yep. never know. Shit can get back to him. It was an older guy that was an A's employee. Okay. I mean, badge, shirt, the whole thing. He says, hey, man, come here. And I go over and he goes, you've been paying attention to what's going on? I said, yeah, John Fisher, the owner, like gutting the franchise. I go, yeah. He goes, all right. He goes, you and I are going to play a game. He goes, hang on. And he calls over his buddy, right? Let's just say Dan. Hey, Dan, yeah. come here. Dan, come here. So now I got two guys that are A's employees there. And the first guy says to me, the advertisement that you saw for today's giveaway, what did it promote? And I said, first 15,000 fans. He goes, exactly. He goes, now take a guess as to how many John Fisher actually ordered. And I go, 5,000. He goes, not even close. Oh, fuck. And I go, what? He goes, not even close. And he goes, this guy, you know, Dan, yeah. for, dropped him off at each gate. David turned out that what they told me, two different A's employees, were that 1,200, 1,200 pairs fuck. of glasses were ordered. What a dick. And, you know, you get into the stadium. And the thing is, man, I've been there for Raider games. Yeah. We talked about it. I was there for A's games in the past. It was great. It really was great. The fans were great. The experience was great. And what is going on is we're watching the A's make their picks tonight. It's incredibly sad. You yeah. walk into that ballpark, and the staff that are working, the fans that are there could not have been nicer. And I was just saying to a couple of them, I said, hey, man, I was just telling my kids, like, coming here in the past for A's games or Raider games, uh, it was really fun. And they go, man, it was great. It was great. And they were like, we're glad you're here. We just walked yeah. the ballpark. We just sat anywhere you want. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I said to my son, it was the same day that the interview came out with uh, AC and, and Peter Seidler. Okay. And Peter Seidler locked in his commitment again to Preller. Yeah. And my son and I frustrated by that. And we sat there and we looked around at this team where Tony Kemp and a bunch of these different guys hitting a buck 85. Yeah. 8,000 people in the stands. Nobody gives a shit. And I said to my sons, I go, dude, this could be us. Yeah. Who do they play? They played uh, the White Sox. Okay. And I said, man, this could have been us. I go, Major League Baseball wouldn't have done shit. Yeah. And I go, we could have been sitting down at Petco Park watching Tony Kemp. And yeah. I go, if Seidler's guy is AJ, fuck it. You know, yeah. for everything else where we win because of Seidler, then it is what it is. So uh, we got out of there. And then uh, Sunday, Dave, or Monday, we went to Giants. Uh, who did I see? Giants Mariners. Yeah. At Oracle. 
Well, talk about a shock to your system. Really? Oracle, to me, is my favorite ballpark. Now, okay. I've been to Petco the last two nights, and I, I love Petco. But Oracle, I guess Wrigley's probably number one. Wrigley be number one. Oracle is a very close second, and then uh, Petco's a very close third between them. But just to be there, uh, that whole experience, the fans were great, the food, the whole dynamic walking into that was unbelievable. And then, uh, and then we just we took in the sights of San Francisco, and I mean, dude, it's it's sad to see what's going on in that city. But uh, at the end of the day, we we got to an A's game, got to a Giants game, and now we're now we're looking to plan our next city. And yeah. that uh, that wiped out California for Jack, and Kate's cool. got Dodger Stadium left. But uh, I mean, it's just they're in Tahoe now for two weeks. Yeah. They come back for a day. I go to Chicago for nine days. So it's like, and then they're back in school. So, yeah, yeah man, as a family, it was pretty exciting to do that. You know, it's funny. You talk about seeing all 30 ballparks. And then when you're done, this kind of, uh, I haven't done it yet. We're, Josh and I are working on the same thing. Yeah, He's going to see a couple without me. He's going to see um, Toronto, I think, in about a week. And he's going to see Seattle. It's funny. He's seen the Padres everywhere he goes. We're going to go see San Francisco and Oakland like you nice. did. When we go to San Francisco, we'll see the pods and we'll see oh, nice. uh, Tigers and A's. And I'm really worried about getting tickets. You know, yeah. for this big Tigers A's yeah. game. But, um, you know, the, the deal is, though, they build these new ballparks. Like, I've been to Cincinnati, but I went to yeah. Riverfront. Yeah. I went to Atlanta, but I saw Fulton County. Right. So, it, you know, I used to say, well, how the fuck am I going to ever say I saw all 30? But yeah. it's kind of cool. It'll give a reason for you and your son as he gets older, you get older. Hey, there's a new ballpark in Colorado. Let's go. We didn't yeah. see, haven't seen the new one yet. So it, it keeps the trip kind of going through a lifetime. And I'm incredibly lucky because yeah. he's all in. That's cool. And and wants to do it. And, and I'm thankful that he wants to do it yeah. with me. So as long as uh, we're both able to keep going. And, and I'll give you guys, anybody, I know you may go to the Bay Area. And uh, whether you're going to a Giants game, Dave, or an A's game, I'll, I'll just give you one quick thing yeah. to do. Uh, we went walking the wharf, and and we were hanging out. And there's, I mean, look, if you want to go take the tour of Alcatraz, if you haven't done that, a lot yeah. of fun. More fun probably 20 years ago when it was an actual park ranger. Now they got that cassette bullshit, but whatever. <laughs> and uh, all of those, though, are like 75 bucks a person. Yeah. And I was walking. The first night we got in town, we went down to the wharf, hung out. And I saw this guy's boat. I, go, I said to Jack and Kate, I go, dude, we're circling back to this guy. And on that day, Monday, we came back. And this dude has a boat. And he's got a painted yellow sign that says Alcatraz, Golden Gate Bridge. Cool. 80-minute tour, 20 bucks ahead. Nice. It's nothing on a boat. Dude, I walk up to the guy. I go, hey, man, uh, I want to take me and my boys. And he goes, all right. He goes, I usually try to do it with six people. And he goes, let's try to either wait for a bunch of people or three more people to show up. But he goes, I tell you what, give me 110 and I'll take you out right now. We'll leave. I go, I'll tell you what, I literally have 100 cash. I go, we do it for the 100 cash. I go, I'm showing you, I'm not fucking around. He goes, let's go. Cool. We get down on this boat. David's about a 25-foot boat. And uh, we're getting ready to go. Guy's name is, kind uh, of mind blanking, uh, Darren. Or, and he circles back around and he goes, 
Just had a couple join me on the back. Here's 40 bucks back. Cool. So I'm 60 bucks. This was the God, Daryl. Daryl was his name. <laughs> Dave, this, I've been to the Bay Area a thousand times. This was by far the most fun of anything I've ever done. It is, you are right on the water. Listen, if you're, if you're somebody that gets seasick, yeah. it ain't for you. <laughs> it is not for you. This boat rocks, man. But he, it is absolutely a private tour for 90 minutes. We circled Alcatraz, and Daryl was so great. He goes, look, I'm just going to give you a little bit of history for different things that we see. Cool. But he goes, I get it to Father Sunday. I'm going to stay the fuck out of the way. Dude, he was unbelievable. Around Alcatraz, out to the Golden Gate, gives you a little history. goes, hey, uh, here's the Golden Gate, built here. Cable, the whole thing, and uh, watch for jumpers. And he shuts the window. <laughs> what? Watch for jumpers. Dave, I said to Jack and Kate, I if I had <laughs> if I had thought of it, we flew in Saturday. Yeah. Sunday we were out at DA's game, but I said if schedule would allowed, like if we were flying out later on the fourth, I would have done it again. Yeah. Absolutely would have gone and done it again. And uh, it's just yeah, Giants are great. A's game was a blast, you know, seeing the city, doing, going to wharf, dealing with everything that we saw. But this fucking guy, 20 bucks ahead for 90 minutes out on the water. Like I said, it's not, it's, you're moving, yeah. man. We had an absolute blast. Love it. And, and I told Daryl, I go, dude, I'm going home. Maybe we get a couple of people to come up and mention it. Nicest guy, safest trip. Cool. So much fun. That is the hidden gem. And then we went to, uh, final thing, a place called Sam's Burgers, okay. which is Bourdain. I'm a big Anthony yeah. Bourdain fan. Bourdain said it's one of his top three burgers ever. Okay. Now, you guys are going to San Francisco, yeah. right? Dave, I'm telling you, make the trip over there. Go to Sam's and get the Bourdain special. It's just a burger, fries, and a beer. Right now, you're probably like, come on, the whole thing. It's fucking great. It's so great. Josh is a big fan of the, the sourdough bread with the clam chowder in it. You can get that. He's not. I just know he's listening. Going, motherfucker. Do you remember that in 40 Old Virgin? Yeah. Yeah. You get that. They sell that shit all over, too. <laughs> get that at UTC. Dude, I was trying to let it play out, but then the look at your face, I was like, I got to fucking play. Yeah. Just tell the joke right now. Fuck. Did no, he dine? I know he's like punching the counter. Uh, Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Dude, go out to Sam's, get the Bourdain special, take the take Daryl's boat. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Great time. That's cool. All right. Yeah. So yeah. That that's cool. No, it's funny. So we, we did two trips in one, which felt like um almost like I got two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Nice, right? And and the cities contrasted. Like last September, Josh and I went to Chicago and New York, two busy cities. Yeah. And the first one, the one was, you know, we went to Nashville. We saw Josh, saw friends, saw families, you know, saw my mom, saw my sister, saw my niece, which was great. Um, we, we had such a good time. It was weird. Like you were talking to me last night when we were at the Padre game about getting together with people you went to high school with. Yeah. People that knew you before this. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying this, that what we do is a pain in the ass, but you and I talk about this all the time. How many people want to become public figures through social media? Unbelievable. And I don't, I don't know why they do. I don't know why people don't like their privacy and maybe who knows the rush they get. And look, man, this is a really easy town to live in. No one's ever made our lives miserable. No, fuck them. No. 
but I, I will say this when I went back to Tennessee and I saw my friends from high school, you yeah. know, like the guys I've been friends with since we were 13 years old How great and, is that? uh, dude, it was, it was the most calm I, I felt, you know, and I said, no matter what happens, number one, I've known these guys since I was 13. And I always say if something bad happened, I could pick up the phone and they would be here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, there was no judging and it feels like maybe coaching high school baseball is, is a lot of fun, but the way it works with the parents, man, if your kid's not okay. playing all the time and not the star, they're looking for you to fall on your face. Yeah. They're looking for a reason to go to administration, this and that. I've been lucky that. that that shit hasn't happened. One of the things that kind of scares me, you drop this line all the time and God, I think about it. I've, made, I've repeated it today to, to one of my coaches where um, Dana White says, if you're thinking about mm-hmm. retiring, you're already retired. And that makes me a little bit nervous because this week was a huge eye opener for me and where I am in my life and having one kid left and, and all that stuff. And I put a lot of time into this. This was the first time I've ever gone on a vacation with my wife in 31 years of marriage. That's crazy. I've been, been with her since I was 19. Yeah. And outside of our honeymoon, this is the first time we've gone anywhere. You guys look so happy in every picture. It was crazy we how were. fun that was. We absolutely were. It was, so fun. It, was, it was a great week. It was so we go to we go to Tennessee and I said, I see people that are really important to me in my life, and you realize you're running out of time. I think I told you this story last night, but it was interesting to me. There was a guy in California, it was a news story a couple months ago. It was one of those just came across a feed. The guy makes a lot of money, guy has kids, and he says he realizes he only sees his dad on Christmas. Yeah. His dad lives in New York. And he said, trying to play the math out in his head, he goes, I'm only going to see my dad 15 more times in his life, in my life. And he said, it's not important. Money's not important. I'm, right. I'm packing up the family. We're moving back east. We're going to be near my dad. Nice. And he goes, I want to see my dad more than 15 times. And I kind of feel that way with my son, with my wife, the whole deal. And not going to lie, we looked at houses. Yeah. You know? We we called a real estate agent. We you know called Brian. He said, I can't help you. And then... Uh, <laughs> We, we, we did a tour and we were looking at houses yeah. and the whole deal and getting an idea of what it would be. And the thing that, that, you know, pulled me back, my wife's like a hundred percent. I'm, I'm retiring now. I'm going to retire early Wow, is, um, my son's going to get married probably next year. You know, he's engaged yeah. probably in 2024. And I just said, look, he needs to build his own life. He, a marriage is not easy. And I said, if we're in the way or we're there, options to fall back on, you know, I don't want to get in the way of arguments because arguments happen. Maybe oh, yeah. we look at somebody right for the first time. I said, I don't want to be in the way of his life. And I was trying to explain that to Rita to say the same thing. Like, we got to have him get stabilized. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. And uh, so that was the kind of idea of why, you know, hey, let's stop looking at houses. You know, no. Josh needs his own life. And, and he's in Tennessee and he's thriving, he's doing great. Saw friends. It's funny. His best friends are from San Diego. We just happened to run into him. Crazy. And it is, it is. And it was, it was a great time, but man, we had such a good time going all over the place that top golf we're playing and, yeah. and there's so many restaurants and bars. It, it's amazing that you can drink. And when I say anywhere in Nashville, anywhere, Taco <laughs> Bell has a bar. Is that right? It's a fucking bar in Taco Bell. <laughs> Dude, you can drink anywhere you want in, in Tennessee at all times. But it was it was a good time, and we we're there for about four days, and then how much is gas there? By the dude, way, it's fucking nothing. It's like two ninety five. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's such nuts. a great city. It's I filled up his his car, and I was like, I'm gonna fill up his car. I told Rita because he said, just take my car. I got shit to do, and it, it cost like twenty eight dollars to fill <laughs> up a Mercedes. I was like, what the fuck, man? It was the yeah. north here. It's a hundred and something right. dollars to fill up my car. Anyway, so um, 
we go to we leave for new york on the fourth of july and it was weird to go remember i told you it would be going right when the fireworks go off it's weird to see how high a plane is and look down and see the fireworks underneath you yeah but it was all over the city and that, that was great and we we get to new york by the time we got delayed shocker get there about two in the morning um we i'm not getting on the subway at two in the morning no and so we uh, ended up taking uh, an Uber to to Manhattan, and man, we were up early. We so we aren't gonna miss a thing. We, okay. we didn't come or stay in this fucking hotel room, and we were we were everywhere. You know, all this all the sites that everybody normally sees. But it was such a good time. It was hot, humid, humidity sucks, but it was such a good time. One thing I'll say about New Yorkers, and I know it's one of your favorite cities, if not your favorite, Dude. is uh, man, they they thrive. Like people in New York are tough. Yeah. And not tough like assholes. I mean, tough like anything to survive. Yeah. You know, do any job. I mean, they're dirt under their nails. Yeah, right. right. It's a, it's a, there's, there's survivors there. And, um, man, I give a lot of credit to the people that live in that city who make it happen. It's, uh, it's not easy, man. It's, it's, it wears on you. But the times were outstanding. It was, it was really, really good. And, and anyone who's ever been, I know a bunch of people listen to the show, of course they've been, but walking the Brooklyn Bridge is my favorite. Yeah. Going into Brooklyn. Food was so good. Everywhere we went, the food was great. My favorite pizza place, I found it finally. I think it was uh, Little Italy Pizza. Nice. And uh, that was great. Joe's Pizza, the line was crazy. Must Joe's Pizza must be outstanding because, man, there's a pizza place every 10 every feet. Every 10 feet. And for some reason, this line had 150 people deep. And I was like, Joe's Pizza must be outstanding. But I haven't had Joe's. But went to an Italian restaurant. My, uh, my nephew is from Encinitas, lives out there, runs a, a steak restaurant called Casino's. Food was great. Everywhere we went, the food was was absolutely outstanding. One thing happened that was strange in New York to me, though. Okay. Um, it's funny. I think about this all the time, and the times we're in, how a race is a really big deal. It feels yeah. like it feels like now more than ever. Even though I, you know, it sounds stupid to say that, it's been bad for for a number of years. You know, obviously, it's in this country. It's much easier for a white male, for sure. But a guy tried to talk to me, and in New York, everyone's always trying to talk to asking you for, mm-hmm. for money or, or get on the bus, you know, the double-decker bus yeah. to do the tours. <laughs> and he's, and it was a guy like that. He was trying to work to get people to get on the bus, and I just kept walking. I didn't turn around. You know, I just you, you get used to it, and you just kind of ignore it. And then he dropped this line on me. He goes, you aren't talking to me because I'm black, he said to me. Oh, and that one hurt, man. You yeah. know, And I turned around. And I was like, fuck, dude. I go, you and I joke about this all the time. Dude, nobody wants to be called a racist, especially yeah. if you do your best not to be a racist. And I turn around, I hug the dude, and I go, dude, I'm one of the good ones. And and I was thinking after he said it, he probably runs into that shit a lot. Yeah. And, it, man, it bothered me. You know, it bothered me for a number of blocks, and I said it to Rita that night. I said, fuck, man. I go, that guy thought I was a racist, that I didn't talk to him because he was black. And... um I don't know about you, but like, I think I go out of my way to talk to minorities more and be as nice as I can be because I, if I was a minority, I would honestly think the white guys were the bad guys. I, Dave, yesterday I had my tires done. Yeah. Just didn't have to, just wanted to get out in front of it. Jack and Kate yeah. out of town, perfect day to do it. And so, uh, I'm in La Mesa and, uh, drop the car off. It's going to take a few hours. So I, I jump in an Uber, run down, grab yeah. something to eat. And I'm in the ride coming back. It's a black gentleman driving me. So we're talking, bullshitting. And uh, he was saying, you know, I'm from New York. Yeah. And so, well, how long have you been here? He goes, two decades. I go, fuck, man, you're local. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Dude, once you've been here, you know, two years. Yeah. Once you voted in this no city, shit. you're pretty much a local. 
And he goes, I said, how do you like driving? He goes, I love it. He goes, um, it gives me a tour of this city. And he goes, I learn new areas. I learn new streets, the whole thing. And I go, man, that's really great. And he was telling me this story. So he owns a power wash company. Yeah. And he said every now and then he'll just go into a neighborhood. And he basically was getting at the fact that they won't hire him because he's black. Yeah. So what he has to do is go in and sacrifice time, supplies, right? Yeah. And he'll he'll do uh, your curbs, your sidewalks, something for free. And try to get you... To show you how good, you, good yeah. he is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not... You know, he's not the guy cleaning your tennis shoes at the mall, yeah. right? Like, this guy, this is legit. He starts telling me this story. He was saying that he was in a part of San Diego, and he and he does this lady's whole house. And the neighbor lady comes out. And the neighbor comes out and said, who did your house? And <laughs> the, the woman, the customer said, this gentleman right here. And the lady said something. Well, he, he goes, I'm 10 feet away. Something to the effect of, I wouldn't expect him in this neighborhood. That's what he said. Yeah, see, I hate that shit. And I go, holy shit. Holy shit. He goes, you want another crazy thing? I go, what? He goes, that was five years ago, and she's one of my best customers now. Wow. Wow. But I go, but how do you, exp-? I go, but we never lose first impression, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he said, no. But he goes, but she's great, and she's cool. Like of a first impression. Yeah. Like if you know, well, it's like, cool to him, not to anyone else that looks like him. You know what I'm right? saying? But he had an earner trust. It's it's horse shit. Fucking And idiot. so Dave, I, I listen, with Joe Carlo in town, like we we told a lot of stories. Yeah. And the only thing I, I can't worry about what anybody else is doing. I just try to do it for me. Yeah. And the one that she laughed about is the one that that my kids were laughing about the whole deal. And, and I tell this story. I tell this story open because it's like, dude, everybody is a work in progress. And you, I've said this story on the show before, but it, it's true. So my friend Joe is a, a yoga instructor, but it's yoga. She says to me about two and a half years ago, you go to L.A. a lot, right? And I said, yeah. She goes, you should go see uh, my friend, whatever, Steve, Mike, Mark. Uh, he's a bartender in L.A. He works at a place called the Gym Bag. Okay. So I go, oh, okay. So I look it up, and the Gym Bag is a gay bar. Okay. Well, I said to Joe, you know, two weeks later, she goes, hey, you were in L.A. Did you go by see my friend? I go, no. She goes, oh, how come? I said, well, uh, yeah, I know you're coming out eventually two and a half years ago, right? <laughs> Uh, and uh i go why don't we just why don't we just go together and i'm thinking i'm playing it off and she knows immediately she goes why didn't you go it's a gay bar she goes yeah it's a bar not a recruiting office pretty boy you'll be fine dave i laughed and laughed and laughed and i go you know what you're exactly right you're exactly right and I told her the other day, I said, it, it's such a reminder that all of us are a work in progress. So yeah. for those people, for me, like everything you try to do, you try to be right. You try to be respectful. I still haven't been to the gym bag, uh, but like it just, it, it, 
trust me, man. Like I, I just said to that guy, I go, I'm not throwing rocks at anybody. You just try to be cool to the people you come in contact with. You try to set a good example for your friends, yeah. for your family, for your kids. And hopefully you, you know, stay the fuck out of trouble. But yeah, I mean, it's just she and I were, when she was in town a couple of weeks back, we laughed about that. And, uh, and it's just like, that's why you got to have your friends to call you out on that shit and remind you of that shit and be aware of that, of what yeah. you're doing. Because no matter what you think you're doing and you think you're setting this example, ah, little things happen and you're reminded, oh, fuck. <laughs> I didn't feel like I was back at square one, but, yeah. you know, just remind you, like, yeah, you got work to do. Here you go, I, got, I almost forgot this, but I want to get this on the show because fucking Josh will laugh at this shit. I know he's listening. This is for you and Josh because you both know, my, know Rita. And Rita's, uh, my wife's extremely nice, much nicer than me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, Very true. So when we're in Nashville in the airport waiting to get on our flight and it's delayed like two, three hours, and uh, this girl is so fucking drunk, man. Oh. Good looking girl, okay, wearing hardly any clothes, but she is drunk off her ass and she's a bitch. Oh, and she's she's not cool. She's not yelling at the airline. She's just constantly yelling like to herself and can you believe this fucking shit. And what the fuck? And I'm drunk and telling everyone she's drunk. We can oh, all tell she's hi. drunk. Calls her boyfriend in New York. Are you in the apartment? And, you know, everyone can hear the conversation and yeah. whatever he says. You have not called or text me one time. Not one time to tell me you missed me or oh. you loved me. Oh, and I was like, well, no shit. You know, like, you're yeah. a pain in the ass. Doesn't matter what you look like. You are a pain in the ass. Get out of here. And, man, we get on this fucking plane. It's me by the window. It's Rita in the middle. And guess who's sitting oh, right next to no. Rita? Yeah, it's this girl. And she fucking passes out right after they give the drinks. Okay. <laughs> and then Rita's like, I need my headphones. I go, well, where are your headphones? She goes, they're up top. And I go, you're going to wake that girl up? She goes, no, I'm going to step over her headphones, which are plugged in. Because, you know, and, and JetBlue, it's, you know, you plug yeah. it into the, into the TV. And so she makes it cross. She gets it fine. And then she comes back and her right foot catches this girl's glass of ice water. Oh, no. Kicks it square on her in her dead sleep. You know, oh, all no. over. And the girl wakes up. What the fuck? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> and she thought she did it herself. She thought oh. in her sleep she knocked it onto herself. Now she's wearing white pants, the whole deal. Oh, shit. Water all over. And uh, Rita, of course, tells no, I did it. I was like, you fucking played it wrong. You just yeah. said, oh, yeah, you fucking flinched. You knocked over the ice water all over yourself. Get a hold of yourself. Uh, yeah, get a hold of yourself, dude. And she laid into Rita, man. Oh, she, no. Yeah, she was a bitch. Rita gave her clothes and gave her this nice, um, like, like pullover scarf that she had that cost a shitload of money. And she gave it to her and said, wrap yourself in it. It's yours. You can keep it. And the lady didn't say shit, didn't say thank you, nothing. You know, Rita said sorry a million times. Planes done she just takes that fucking scarf she like throws it in rita's direction oh like you take your scarf and shove it up your ass <laughs> wow and that was that was it and my wife who doesn't say anything doesn't cuss at all what a bitch you know <laughs> and i was like yeah did the round yeah, don't be over. afraid to call him out that's the way it fucking goes but i'm like her poor boyfriend when she gets back uh, he gets back to the apartment why didn't you fucking call me not one yeah. time not, not one, one time. Not one time, you bitch. But it was a good time. We didn't go to a Yankee game. The Yankee game I was going to go to was Orioles-Yankees. Uh, Orioles beat them 14-1. to 1. Thank God oh, we didn't Jesus. go to that. But it was uh, it was a good time. By the way, no threat. We feel like it's an unsafe city. Didn't oh. feel at all like we were in danger at any time. Not, uh, not, not at all. I had a great one in San Francisco. Uh, actually, Oakland was fine. But we got to mention one thing yeah. that, that you and I completely forgot last time we were here. We were scrambling to get through. 
Tonight, it's the Major League Baseball draft. Yeah, I have a guy who might get drafted, uh, who will get drafted actually somewhere. I got two guys we're watching. Well, okay. first off, yeah. pick one, pick two from the 2023 yeah. NCAA champion, LSU Tigers. We didn't even mention it last show. Yeah. Congratulations to LSU. Our friend Lori Burtman, Skip Burtman, such a friend of this show. Yep. We love him. I love that they kept showing Skip during the games. Yes. But it's been so much fun tonight to see LSU players. Three, I know Grant Taylor was 51, but technically it felt like three LSU players. Was it three or four? One was just taken right now while we were. Okay, so I think that's at least four in in basically the top 50. Yeah. But congratulations to LSU. I, I know Dan Williams and a bunch of you have become friends with Lori. And uh, I just love, I love that Jay Johnson did a great job tonight on the panel for MLB Network. Yeah. And uh, Lori has told me. Well, Jay's a San Diego guy, too. He was at USD. He recruited Josh when he was at USD. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Jay's a San, I think, a Point Loma guy, too. Well, uh, complete champion. Yeah. And is very respectful and really close friends with Skip. Thing I like about Jay is he's really, really good. He actually knows Dave where to put the bookmark in. I think that helped get him the job. I mean, dude, you see some of these people, you're like, what the hell? Whoever taught you how to do that? Poor Skip's like, are you kidding me? You ever put a bookmark in before? God, so frustrating. But um, congratulations yeah. to LSU. If we would have forgot again tonight, yes. we would have been cut off from the Burtman family. But. Pretty exciting. An exciting night for LSU baseball. Exactly right. Um, so here we go. Speaking of LSU baseball, Jordan Thompson supposed yes. to go in this draft to shortstop. who went to Helix, who's from Eastlake. I used to coach his older brother, Mason. And Jordan used to come to all the practices when he was 12. Lori sent cool uh, Jack and Kate signed baseballs from him. That's awesome. And they say, uh, go Helix in the Cajun spelling. So I love it. It's, yeah. I love it. Is yeah. he? When's he expected to go? He's probably going to go uh, around pick 15 is my guess. But uh, but Jordan, around 15, I should say. And okay. then, um, but again, he's a San Diego guy you want to pay attention Dude, to. That'd be great. And uh, Nate Nankill from Cal State Fullerton, Benita Vista High School, played for me, is is going to get drafted also around somewhere between 13 and 15th round. But um, Marcelo Meyer, who lives so right great. across the street from us, who's just saw him a second ago before you and I both thought, saw him. He just got back from the Futures game. He um, He's with the Red Sox, was drafted right out of high school. So Marcelo, Jordan, and Nate all played on the same travel team together. Dude, that's really So cool. it's cool to see if all three of these guys who are best of friends all make it as professional baseball players. Dude, incredible. Pretty, pretty cool. Um what got got to mention this? We're going to get into Seidler, I promise you, and AJ, and all this in one second. But it, but when people step up for you and I, man, we can't say enough. I, we got to thank our good friend Woody. Oh my gosh, Woody is a, is a savior. All right, uh, I'll, I'll just say real quick for me, man. My flight got delayed coming out of New York. I did not get to San Diego till four in the morning, and that fucking guy said, "I got you." Yeah. Not only did he pick us up, he had like tacos from Jack Dude. in the Box ready to go because he knew we hadn't eaten. And it was, it was so nice uh, of him to take care of us. And so, I got you. And, and dude, he had to be at his other job at nine in the morning. He, and he fucking was waiting for me basically from one in the morning till four in the morning for me to get to San Diego. And, and I can't thank him enough for getting us. Uh, it was, let me think about this, week ago tonight. Yeah. We go tonight. My girl Joe is trying to get home to Toronto. Yeah. So. She had, as a trainer, she had like a 30-pound medical bag, a bunch of equipment that she had to bring down to the airport. Plus her luggage, yeah. Yeah, and 
So I knew it. And I talked to Woody about a month ago. I said, look, I'm going to be out of town. Scheduling didn't work. Can you help me by getting Joe to the airport? He goes, yeah, done, done. So I'm uh, going down to the wharf, and they're sending me pictures. We don't need you. We run this city now. Get out of here. Joe's flight ends up getting canceled. Yeah. Now she's got to get everything loaded up again. And who's there? But Woody. And I texted Woody. And uh, I'm just telling you, Dave, there's crazy things, man. Like, we're so fortunate to have the people that we have in our lives. Two girls get stranded at the airport. Yeah. They're going to have to spend the night in the airport. They're probably 21 or 22-year-old girls. Joe says, come with me. I got you. Cool. Come hang with me. I'll work it out with Air Canada. You guys just come hang. So Woody's like, hey, I got Joe, and I got these two girls. I said, go to a restaurant yeah. where I know somebody works there. I don't want to mention it out of respect yeah. to the people. I go, I'm going to send you 80 bucks, man. Take care, of the, take care of the waitress. Just cover dinner. And I said to Joe, I go, I can't imagine. Dave, can you imagine being a parent? I mean, we have boys. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. If Jack and Kate had to sleep in the airport overnight, they'd be fine. They could sleep anywhere. Yeah. But when you're thinking about 21 or 23-year-old girls that are in the San Diego airport and being stuck, and next thing you know, they're they're going with Woody and Joe, and they're going to eat, and everything's covered. I said to Joe, I said, man, I can't think from a parent's standpoint how cool that had to be. Like this guardian angel drops in. She sent me a note. She goes, we'd want somebody to do it for our kids. That's cool. And we did it. Next day, she's going back. And who's driving to the airport? But Woody. That's again. Nice. And so, yeah. And so, uh, we're just. And then I got home. Uh, I came, got in at a normal time on the 4th. And he picked me Jack and Kato. And, <laughs> dude, I just, yeah, he's dude, he's a he's a friend's friend, man. Exactly in, right. In the, in, and I know Joe said, you know, she loves him. Yeah. She's like, hey, I just want to come back to San Diego. I hope Woody's around. <laughs> I'm like, well, I can pick you up. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> and uh, it, it just was great. And was I, great. Yeah, and, and we're very, very thankful for different things. I want to mention one other thing, too, because we may forget it, and I'm looking over Coming up on August 1st, which is, God, I think it's three weeks from Tuesday. Okay. I think it's three weeks from Tuesday. It's the 25th anniversary of this show. Yeah. It's crazy. Now, on the 31st, that Monday night, I'm in Chicago. So, get ready. We're getting ready for another weird eight-day run because I leave the 24th and then I come back. I'm just throwing this out live. My plan is, I haven't even booked my flights for Chicago yet. I'm hoping I do it tomorrow. <laughs> but my plan is, well, when you travel for work, you know, they're paying for yeah. it. But my goal is to be back here by like 2.30 on the 1st. So if you're around that Tuesday night, we had talked about doing a charity thing. I just, we didn't have the time to no. put that together. But what about, we, we've said it, what about opening this up for a few people? I would. You down with that? 100%. And so you and I will figure it out, but it, it would be fun if it's people that haven't actually been here before. I'd, I'd kind of like to do it. No offense to Laura or Erica or, or any of the others. 
that have been in here. But I think it'd be really fun to bring. I mean, it's yeah. your call if we no, do fun. five, five or ten. Hundred percent comfortable. Um, but Dave, I just think for us that would be so much fun, right? Yeah. Just to have a handful of you come down. If you want to come down, be a part of it. Uh, I think we'll do another show Wednesday night. I should hope I have my flights booked by then. And but I'm gonna do everything I can to be back here in San Diego by two or two thirty. We usually record about seven thirty. Yeah. Uh, at night, but uh, that would be pretty fun, That'd right? Be cool. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in. Okay. Real simple. Real simple. We'll do that. We'll have Woody bring his tacos. <laughs> Pick every guy up individually. Bring him there. <laughs> yep. No problem. Yeah, perfect. He would. He would. Tell people you're joking, especially <laughs> him. No, that'd be a good time. No problem at all. Um, God dang it. Oh, yeah. So I want to get into this whole AJ and Seidler and everything else. Because so, right now, as we do the show, and there are no more games going to be played this week until Friday. And so the Padres right now find themselves eight out in the National League West, six and a half out in the wild card. Now, they're saying they're they're in. They're buying. Wow. So, I mean, I'm going to ask you, what what is your feeling on that? I mean, before the season started, everyone had the same attitude. If you don't win the World Series this year, this year is a disappointment. Right now, yeah. it doesn't look like the playoffs are going to happen. I think it's I think it's a fascinating next three weeks to see what happens. Yeah. But I I think from everything you read, I think they're gonna ride it out. I think they're gonna ride it out with Snell. I think they're gonna ride it out with Hader. And I think uh you know, maybe Jim Bowden talked about maybe go out and get Travis Darno, maybe try to go out and get Cody Bellinger, you try to get uh, you know, Justin Turner. Yeah, guys like that, right? Well, the, and the Red Sox are still in it. So I mean, yeah, Justin I don't Turner think Turner's going anywhere. But um, but Bone thinks you, you go for it. And and the interview that Seidler did, I mean, Dave, I don't I don't think you saw it, but he I he, saw Canapa's quotes today in the paper. Oh shit! I, I, I was getting the paper, and yeah. then I, I haven't got the paper. For he did it like a one on one. Seidler basically is is optimistic. This this team's still going to win this year. And he said, uh, Preller is the definition of excellence. Is that what he did? That's what he said. Uh, Jesus H. Christ. Dude. Right. What the fuck? Right. That's the definition of excellence? Yeah. You finished in the last place more times than you even made the postseason? Yeah. You fucking idiot. Well, dude, what the uh, hell, man? Dave, I'm just, I'm telling you, and you'll see it. You'll see God. it later this year when you go to Oakland. Yeah. I, go, I got it. I understand that. I mean, I, look, man, I mean that, you could be the Mets, all right? The Mets were worse than you. The deal is, I mean, I look at the Mets lineup. You and I were there yesterday. Oh, I'm like, this lineup is shit. Shit. Yeah. I mean, outside of Lindor and Alonzo, there's no one on that fucking team. Uh, catcher's pretty good. The catcher's not bad, but even he yeah. was one that they weren't, like, counting on as no. the guy. Man, that is fucking crazy. It's, like, it's, yeah, if I was a Mets fan, I'd be extremely frustrated right now, but I'm not a Mets fan. I don't give a shit. We, don't, we never talk Mets baseball. No. What the quotes that I was reading? You tell me if I'm wrong. I think they're I think they're in it, meaning that they believe mm-hmm. they're in it. I think they will be active, mm-hmm. trade wise. But I think what they're going to do is I think they're trading for chemistry. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Like I wouldn't be surprised to see guys go. And I'm not saying Darvish is going. He, no. He's not what they thought he was going to be this year. He's not going anywhere. Snell is pitching so well. Musgrove is pitching so well. Walk is pitching really well. Lugo's pitching really well. The record really doesn't make sense. No. 
Um, but there are chemistry problems on this team, as we've heard. You know, the sep- not only is there separation in the clubhouse from what everyone's saying, it's three different groups. It's not even like split in half. Like half the guys over here, eight half the guys over there. It's three different groups. I think they're trading for chemistry. I think you're going to see some names go, and I think one of them is going to be a big name that you're going to see leave, and it's going to kind of smooth things out a little bit. Uh, that's what they believe. I mean, I'm not a Preller fan. I just, man, I haven't been a Preller fan for a long time. I, I like Seidler a lot. I mean, yep. if they won, I'd be so happy for Seidler. That's my guy. And, and be honest with you, first, my son second, yeah. and, and Seidler third. That's who I'd be rooting for. Man, this, uh, this whole belief that they're going to be okay frustrates the shit out of me. Because Preller, I think, is the guy that's in the way. He is. 100%. Not a Preller guy. Uh, haven't been for a while. But in the manner that I'm not a Preller guy, yeah, Dave, that is eclipsed by how much respect. And, and it's funny to say it, right? But I think a lot of people would. It's absolute love that you have for Pete Seidler. You just have it. And, and if you go... For everything, I mean, I think Agler said today, or or maybe Don I had them both on, you know, thirty seventh sellout, yeah, right, out of forty five games or whatever they've been there. I mean, it's fucking crazy. It is right, forty three games maybe. And you and I were in there last night, and and Jack and I were in there Friday night. And, man, you just, you go in, there's such a buzz. We took the trolley in Friday, which was really fun because it's just everybody, we sat with a bunch of Mets fans that were cool. We just ended right? up, and and it's one girl, just the cutest thing, man, from New York. She's like, what's with these jerseys? <laughs> uh, City Connect jerseys, right? And I think, I got to tell Jack, like, I think he's doing it. I wonder if Josh did this or, or Jake did this when they were 15. But I think they're kind of going off my lead. It's fine. Like, be be your guy. And Jack, just before she even gets it up, my dad and I think they suck. But they sell a lot of them. And she goes, well, I think they're cute. Is that what she said? And that Jack goes, that's why they suck. <laughs> and she was dying. And... uh but you know, man, we we made our way around. You're yeah. able to go get a coke. You're able to go get a hot dog. You can get a sandwich. You can do whatever you want to do. Last night, you and I were in there. In and out, easy. In and out, man. Fans around us, everybody yeah. was cool. Yep. Was having a good time. I think that shit that you and I talked about that we saw a lot last year, as far as college kids just yeah. getting fucked. I think, dude. I didn't I see think, the fights I, yesterday, dude. I think Groupman and those guys. Yeah. I think good. they. I think they figure that shit out good and kudos and i'm such a fan of eric i'm such a fan of pete and you know in in sports it's the steve cohen thing it's what steve cohen said a couple of weeks back about billy epler and buck showalter and and you and i when it happened we said i is that going to happen here and steve said i'm a fan i get it get everybody out of here run everybody out of town but it's not the best ultimate play. Yeah. Now, Epler and Showalter haven't been there as long as AJ has been there. I'm not interested. There was a time when I thought Bob had to go, and if there's chemistry issues, I mean, that is kind of Bob's job. I mean, you got Bob, you got Matt Williams, you got a lot of people in there that have been around. But I've kind of changed on that. I, I'm down with Melvin. Like, I think Melvin I has too. to stay. 
I don't know how well he manages the bullpen. I don't know how healthy his bullpen is. I don't know how much is on Bob and how much is on AJ. But I just, man, you go and you look around and you go, fuck, this could have been the pods. Yeah. The A's. And now I find myself so invested in the A's. Like I'm going to, I'm reading Bill King's book. I read a book about Bill King. I ordered a shirt that showed up the other day. It said the Oakland Coliseum baseball's last dive bar. <laughs> uh, I just ordered tonight Billy Ball about yeah. when Billy Martin went up there and it was the same shit. Yeah. Like they were done. Yeah. And at that, that's the time when Bill and Lon Simmons came in. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, Dave. Like I really, really, it's stupid, but I think you'll get it when you go up there. Man, I want some way for it to be figured out for the A's to win in Oakland. I do too. And I probably been to six A's games in 30 years. Yeah. But like you just, because I really do think there's a lot of parallels between that team and our team. And if they got the right owner in there, I mean, downtown Oakland, man, that city ain't coming back. It's a shame, man. Right. You lost the Raiders. The Warriors moved to San Francisco and now you're going to lose the A's. You get on the BART and and we got on the BART uh, going into San Francisco. Tent City is five miles there. Wow. Like, you go Midway District, you got a couple of blocks, you go downtown by 16th and Imperial, where you and I were last night. Not good. Dude, picture that for five miles. Like, if it if it started at the ballpark and went straight through Bankers Hill and up wow. into Hillcrest or North Park, man, that's what you have in Oakland. Burned yeah. out buildings and just homeless everywhere. I don't, I don't know... And maybe that's what John Fisher, the owner of the A's, looked at. It was just like, dude, it ain't going to work here. Yeah. It was one of the reasons why uh, O'Malley moved the team out of Brooklyn. He said, yeah. he said he'd be in his office, look at the window, and the guy's pissing in the street. Yeah, terrible. And uh, But all of a sudden now, man, you just go up there because you meet the fans, and yeah. they're cool, and the staff, and the, guy, the vendors, and security. They're just... They're good dudes, man, and and you go fuck. This was us yeah. during, during the Jeff Morad era, during the Tom Warner era. True, and so that's why it's really, really hard for me to say anything. I I disagree with Seidler about his love for Preller, but that's so overshadowed by my gratitude for what he did for a ball club that I've loved since I was thirteen years old. Now my son loves at age fifteen, so. Right, let's take we'll a, figure it out. Let's take a guess right now. Which, uh, if they're going to make a trade, all right, and they said they're going to be active. This was Sidler's quote. They're going to be very active. If they're going to make a trade for, uh, and you're going to get rid of one star player, who's going? It has to be Soto. Yeah. Right? No one's taking Bogart's contract. They aren't trading no. Tatis, and they aren't trading Machado. No, I don't. And Hassan Kim's on, as much as we all yeah. love Hassan Kim, that's not going to bring you back an impact guy. No. Um, you know, you're not Seth Lugo's not gonna Waka's not gonna bring anything. I mean, but the only thing why Soto, you go, that would make the most sense. But if you're all in and you're and you're staying with Snell, Snell to me would be an interesting guy. God dang, man. It's funny. Snell looks so good, right? I mean fucking he, most frustrating but nine straight guy. starts where he's been insane. I, I mean, maybe the most frustrating guy to have ever worn that uniform. Yeah. And and I mean if it's a contract year. Contract yeah. year. And, I mean, Manny today, five, Manny just kills Scherzer today. So great. But 
I mean, you have to be thinking if you're the organization. Like, if, if this had been, I mean, Snell has been absolutely dominant. Yeah. Or, what, 85 strikeouts in 53 innings or something? It's crazy. Crazy. Major League Baseball to be that dominant. Yeah. Nine straight starts. And I'm not saying you you had to do that consistently, but there has to be a part of the organization where it's like, where's this been for two fucking years? Yeah. And now it happens in the contract year, and what kind of money are you looking at? And then which guy do we get? Do we? I mean, it's pretty hard to maintain this for five more years. We're not saying that. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if they extend him out, you don't have any pitching depth in the minors. So that would be okay. But but it's just like, dude, so incredibly frustrating. It is. And, yeah, without him, you're in trouble. I mean, Musgrove. But, I mean, you're in trouble anyways. You're six games out of the wild card. See, that's, a, that's the interesting thing. And again, Soto's the only piece that you could trade as far as one of the four major guys. And and he's an all-star. You know yeah. what I mean? But I don't know the chemistry deals. But when they say you're going to be active, well, how are you going to be active? Because your minor league system's gutted. Yeah. I mean, well, it's funny. Did, I was watching the Futures game mm-hmm. yesterday, and Jackson Merrill was mic'd up. Mm. And he was talking about James Wood, who's a, a good no. friend of his. And he yeah. goes, it kind of sucked to see him go. Yeah. And he goes, man, they traded everyone. They kept me. And he goes, we got nothing in the system. <laughs> Basically said wow. on the mic, there's nothing there. He goes, I'm it. You know? Uh, uh, yeah. And But he basically is saying, you know, I, I'm the only guy here. Yeah. And uh, so when you say you're going to be active, I'm like, well, what, are you, what are you trading? I thought Bowden was good. I mean, he was on a couple of different shows. And he said, if you're going out, you're trying to get trained. He, he said what a lot of us, if you've watched the team, you know, it's the, it's the back end of the lineup. We need help. Yeah. And so he talked about Travis Darno, like we said, some of those guys, Bellinger. And he said, if you go out and make a deal for Darno or Bellinger, it's not going to cost you Jackson Merrill to get it. You'll be able to go out and you can make deals for these guys and not gut your farm system. I think I think uh, the price for Bellinger is more than even uh, Jackson Merrill, to be honest with you. I think he, I mean, he's hitting 303. It's doing well. Best he's done since 2017. Yeah, but Bowden said you're not going to yeah. have to give up your top prospects to I, get him. It depends who wants him. I mean, how many? I mean, do the yeah. Dodgers right now in a situation they need him? The Dodgers sent yeah. Miguel Vargas down today. He wow. was he was supposed to be the guy, the rookie yeah. of the year candidate. They sent him yeah. down to the minors today. And you're going, okay, well, who's buying? A lot of guys are buying. A lot of teams are considering yeah. themselves in it. That's I, the thing that's tough. I mean, it's like, is there anyone from Oakland you want? No. No, God, no. Right? Um, but it's the next two weeks, Dave. It's You come back. I hate that pick. Yeah. <laughs> Dodgers just dropped some guy. Never heard of in my life. I just A third baseman from Virginia. Great. I had him going 78. <laughs> Uh, the first guy they took, they said, oh, man, he was way back there. And they're like, ah, oh, fuck, Dodgers know something is what they were saying. Um, yeah, I think it's way, way too early to even wonder yeah. what they're doing. I mean, when do they start making deals, man? I, I think, I don't know. I think it, it gets really, like I said, it's, think, yeah, I mean, it'd be three weeks from tomorrow. It's the 31st. That's the trade deadline, right? Yep. 31st? Yep. So you got three weeks. So start looking, start making calls, but a lot of teams think they're in it. A lot of teams think they're in it. Absolutely right. You know, it's uh, 
the first half definitely has not gone the way they thought. Coming out doesn't get easy. They play four games against the Phillies. Yeah. Really weird schedule. Yeah. Friday, day-night doubleheader on Saturday. Weird. Then Sunday, and then they have an off day on Monday. Uh, it was funny hearing. I like Sam Levitt. Does a good job today. Uh, does a good job, but he was funny today because the Dodgers didn't play today. Yeah, it was weird. And he was so confused by it. Okay, yeah, because it was it was American League team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how did this happen? <laughs> how many other teams didn't play? And you're in your car, right? Everybody's like, Sam, the Angels didn't play. Okay, I got to figure this out. Wait a minute. Who else didn't play today? How many teams had the day off? And like I said, he does such yeah. a good job. And then he goes, oh, the Angels didn't play. But he should have realized because the Pots had that. Yeah. What? A month back when they had like a Friday off. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. They had like a Friday off with interleague play. And then they played. I I don't know if it was the Angels they were playing or who was it they were playing. No, the Angels, they got three games in with the Angels. But there was somebody the Padres were playing back about a month and they were off on Friday. Yeah. And that was really weird. That is funny. Uh, But yeah. Yeah. Um, And for the Dodgers, they probably didn't want a day off. They won four in a row and Mookie Betts is on fire. You know, not a good time to take a week off when your team's playing really well. It's amazing how they And again, I cannot figure out the Padres schedule with the pitching, the numbers that that equal out, and I can't figure out the Dodgers' record. The Dodgers are technically in first place today. I want and to you're know, going, you lost every pitcher in your rotation. Angel won't trade Mickey Moniak. Yeah. Killing it. That would have been pretty fun. Is there, can you get Joe Adele out of there? But oh, I don't, yeah, you could. You can get Joe, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love that kid. See, I have a feeling, just guessing right now, I have a feeling the only outfielder that remains is Tatis after, on August 1st, you're going to see two different outfielders for the Pots. Grisham out, too. I think Grisham, he has to go, man. Right. Fuck. Just in the way. Yeah. Just in the fucking way. I mean, dude, if you could replace Grisham with a Bellinger, fuck. Yeah, move him out, move Nola out, right? I'm interested to see what the Cardinals do with um, Goldschmidt, Goldschmidt, even Arenado they were talking. Mm Mm-hmm. Tommy Edmond rumors yeah. he's going to the Dodgers. Uh, all that shit's uh, interesting to see what happens with the Cardinals because they're they're really the biggest surprise. Like There's, when you and I picked, by the way, before the season, mm-hmm. we spent zero time on the National League Central because we said it's automatic the Cardinals win that division. Yeah, but Dodgers are always rumored. I, I just think Friedman's holding everything for Otani. It, it could be, could be. You know, Otani crushed one yesterday. Yeah, I don't know if he's. <laughs> So the highlights of his home run. He had a home run to almost dead center, and Outman's camping underneath like, I lost the ball. He puts his hands up like, I don't know where the ball is. Yeah. Dude, it was 80 feet past your head into the stands. What, oh. what the fuck are you looking at? Yeah. Look back there. Yeah. <laughs> Look hey. over there. Look over so, there. <laughs> hey, Dave, I mentioned I went to Oakland, and when I was up there, yeah, one of the things that uh, I love is obviously Raider football. Yeah. Loved Raider football. And when you get up there, in center field, they have a big sign that lights up. It says, Holy Toledo. Yeah. And it's a tribute to Bill King. Bill King was the longtime voice of the A's, the Warriors, and uh, and the Raiders. And so while I'm there, I'm talking to my son because he's like, what's that? And I go, dude, this guy, unbelievable. Like, the man, right? And yeah. And I was saying to you, I felt like I had a chance to meet Bill one time, but it's always one of those deals where you're terrified that you you're try- you want to remember it this way. But I talked to Ernie Martinez about it, and Ernie said, no, they were here. 
The A's were here in like '97, they were. and and we saw McGuire hit those, and Conseco oh, hit right. those crazy home runs. And uh, and I'm 95 percent sure. Brief conversation, just shook oh, cool. hands and said hi to Bill. But I reached out to Ted. Yeah, I reached out to Ted and I said, "Hey, man, did tell me about Bill King?" I left him a voicemail, and I said, uh, "Hey, Ted, tell me about Bill King because I'm reading this book." If you're a Raider or A's fan, Ken Korich wrote a book that's so great about Bill. And uh, so yesterday afternoon, my kids leave the Tahoe, just waiting for my car to get done. And I looked down at my phone. It's ringing. It's Ted. Ah, uh, Jeff. <laughs> and I go, hey. And we started, Dave, we talked for a half hour. Yeah. And we were talking different announcers and, and just stories and shit. And... Uh, and he, he told me an amazing thing. He goes, you want to know the craziest thing? He goes, you could ask me any guy in baseball. You could ask me Ernie Harwell, Gary Carey, Jack Buck, uh, all those guys. And he goes, Jeff, I got dozen stories on every one of those guys. He goes, you know what's crazy? He goes, I never met Bill King. That is wild. And I said, spring training? Like, you met anything? He goes, never met him. Wow. And he goes, it was always a thing, like, in that town, you would go to the booth, or in our town, they'd come to ours. He said, I remember one time I went, he wasn't there. Ken Korak was there, who I've known forever. And uh, so we just started talking, and uh, I said to him, I said, you know, being at KFMB when I was in 95 and being part of that pregame show and, and putting together radio highlights, I said, we had, you know, Skip Carey in Atlanta. We had Marty Brenneman. We had... John Miller in Baltimore. And I said, obviously you and Jerry. And, and I said, are the, are the radio guys still a connection to the city? Do they still have it, right? Like Chuck Thompson and all these different guys in, in Baltimore. Uh, my man, Mike Shannon, late great Mike Shannon. And uh, don't no. shake your, don't shake your head. No, he recently passed. God it's bless fine. his soul. God bless his soul. And uh, Ted said, you know, it's funny. I don't know. And he said, I'm probably too close to it. But he said, I, I get what you're saying. And he and he said to me, this was cool. He goes, uh, he goes, you know what? He goes, this was really cool. He goes, I turned 76, which would be today. Oh, wow. And he said, uh, he goes, you know what you do when you're tired, Jeff? He goes, you start looking up shit like, uh, Ted didn't cuss, but he, he goes, you start looking up things like, uh, What's the average age for a male? Oh, <laughs> I go, what? He goes, Jeff, it's 73.3. He's like, man, I'm in overtime. Yeah. I said, Ted, like, you know what you mean in this city. I said, when I got here in 81, like I said, dude, I wasn't watching Dennis Morgino and Phil Stone. I was watching <laughs> you and Mike Tuck and, and to have you become a friend and then be able to work on that show and, and be a part of it. And, I said, when everything was rolling, man, you were on Channel 8, KFMB, Chargers, Padres, like, it was cool. And yeah. I, I said, Ted, he said, yeah, he, he told stories about how people would come by the booth and, and the focus was on Jerry. And he said, I asked Jerry, hey, is that ever going to change? And he said, you're a TV guy. Once you become the Padre guy, things will change. And he said, man, the last 10 years of Padre baseball were some of the most fun. He gave cut cool. He said, Cap, you know, gave him the Uncle Ted thing. But it was just kind of wild because I don't know for sure that he had a complete grasp 
of the impact that he made on so many, not just you and I that were yeah. lucky enough to work on a show. He's like, man, you guys are my guys. Um, but I just think in this community. And so I, I'm going to send him the link tonight. Cause I just put it up on Twitter. I said, uh, had a great conversation with Ted and he's 76 years old today. I loved, I heard Don and, and Mark wished him a happy birthday. I guess he was out there last night. Okay. I hadn't even mentioned it to him. Um, but happy birthday to him and, and to Ted. And, and like I said, coming here and, and watching everything. And this is a funny story. And, and Dave Smith used to tell me, I worked with Hank and Kevin for like two years. And most well, of Kevin is Kevin Kernan. Uh, Kevin Kernan wrote for the paper and then wrote for the New York post. And he was the chargers beat writer Hank Bauer, you guys know, former player, broadcaster, and they did a sports talk show, and I produced it. And we were part of that. Hank was always great, like, talking about me and Kevin Finnerty. And then Ted uh, had the afternoon show from 3 to 5. They yeah. brought Ted in. They had a dude that was screening calls for him, and, and Ted and I were laughing about this yesterday. And um, Ted needed somebody to play off, like, needed somebody so he, he'd bust balls. And the guy who was screening calls, like, he got his feelings hurt. So Dave Sniff, our boss, comes to me. He goes, hey. He goes, uh, he goes I know you're going to want to do this. He goes, I'm going to have you screen calls for Ted's show. Three to five. Our show, then it went five to six. Yeah. It was afternoon news, sports talk, six to eight. I'm fucking in. 100%. I'm in. I go, but uh, hey, I'm booking my show. He goes, ah, it's fine. Ted won't care. <laughs> I told Ted this yesterday. A fucking guy. So uh, Ted and I are doing it. And like we're doing this show. And he's like, I'm on the phone. Who the hell is this guy talking to? And dude, I'm dying. And uh, I said, I told you the, what the arrangement was. Nobody told me. It was Sniff told you. He didn't tell me anything. And so I'd been on his show three days. Yeah. And I got three different calls from people who said, when did you start at KFMB? I go, I've been here two years working on Hank and Kevin's show. So I tell Sniff, tell Hank immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm telling Ted yesterday. And I go, ah, oh, it was just such a fun time. And for me and all those different shit, I've, I've said it a thousand times on this show that I would put people up on the board. Yeah. You know, uh, Guy thinks, you know, Earth is flat. Another guy, Hitler had good traits. Uh, moon landing was fake. And then I'd have, you know, Emmy Lou, 87 years old, Santee, Ted fan. Big block letters. Don't take call. Uh, Santee, there. Fuck. I'll you go. Hello? And I just be, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, hey, this is Ted. Well, I just wanted to say, if somebody lived here, and I would just be like, God damn it. Dude, it's all Contreras show now. That's what they all God sound like. Shit. And then uh, my other thing with him that I just loved was, you know, he would go, Lakeside, you there? And I'd go, and there'd be like this 20 second delay. And dude, I'm like 30. Test the shit this out. Who am I to run my mouth? I said, mean, can you just say Bob in Lakeside? He'd be like, what? 
I go, God damn it, Ted, this guy's got nothing going in his life. <laughs> just nothing. Just say his name. Make just say his day. goddamn name and think for a second you're his friend. Uh, <laughs> Temecula. God damn it. This Larry King bullshit. It was so fun. We, but he was so great to me. And we laughed every day. And he'd kill me on that show every day. And it's just, uh, I know, Dave, but 76. But it was cool to talk to him. Because I think sometimes you get away from it. And you said, everybody... Like, all of you that see him at those games, trust me, man, you yeah. are not bugging him. If you see him at a game, say hi. It means a lot to him, especially, you said, these days. Well, dude, remember the days when he had to do the show before the Padre game, so he'd be at the stadium. Yeah. You'd be in the, mm -hmm. at the station, and I would be the guy you'd be sitting down the line <laughs> yeah. to say, hey, you give me the list of what. Yeah. And he would fucking, he gives the look of the, when the caller says something crazy, he'd just give the what the fuck look at you. <laughs> and he'd, I'd just shrug my shoulders every time. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Jeff's screening calls. I don't know what the fuck to so do. Stop saying what the fuck to me. I don't know. So much fun. Me up every time. But he, uh, he's just the coolest, yeah. man. He's just the absolute coolest. But it was funny yesterday, because like I said, he's been out of it for a couple of yeah. years, and there was a little bit of him that's like, and he and he wasn't doing it. I'll just tell you, man, I, I'm lucky enough to to know him as a friend and, and call him a friend. And, and that's the other thing, Dave. Man, if you have people in your life that impacted you and made a positive influence, yeah. call them tomorrow and be like, hey, this is who you are. Because that was the most fun yesterday was That's for cool. me to be able to tell him how much he means to me as a friend, what he meant to yeah. me professionally, all those things that he meant to me on the show. And uh, and it was great. But but most importantly, happy birthday to Ted. Just Love absolute it. greatest dude walking. That is funny as hell. All right. Speaking of that, how much is Ted worth? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> He'll tell you not as much. <laughs> not as much. Hey, we do want to mention Alan Taylor, Taylor and May Pools. Man, the weather has been absolutely outstanding. When you come back to San Diego, you realize how great it is. Not only because of the weather and it's a really good year round, but also, man, the no humidity. Ooh. Talk about enjoying your time with the pool in the backyard. If you do not have a pool, Alan Taylor is your guy. If you do have a pool, of course, he can do all the things, the repairs, the full remodel, new equipment, you name it. Alan Taylor, Taylor and May Pools. Look, ask about available financing. 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Well, since they've covered every possible oh, point me. of it, yeah, go ahead. We'll come up with a celebrity pool right now. Oh, boy. I tell you what, been a few lookers on TV the last couple of days, <laughs> you know. Uh, Dave's right, though. Remember a couple of months back, we were just saying with this weather, hey, it's going to straighten out. I uh, saw your friend Sean Stiles tonight. Sean Stiles said... Intense heat wave hitting the next three days oh, fuck me. over <laughs> 90 degrees inland consistently, probably through the end of the week. And that's why, listen, we told you in October and November, I don't feel sorry for yeah. any of you. I really don't. I told you, you can go to our website, click on the sponsor page, look at, uh, go to DaveAndJeffShow.com, and you can see for yourself what Alan's done for your yeah. neighbors and as it gets to be 94, 95, a lot of people are going to go like, bring it. <laughs> if it gets too hot, I'll hang out in the grotto. I don't care. No. I don't care. And the others are going to be like, do you have room for one more? No. We don't. <laughs> Fuck off. Right now. Leave and go. I got a celebrity pool for you. Go ahead. I'll bring it. Let's do it. Fred Berry. No. Rerun. Come on, dude. You always name girls. Look, Fred Berry. If you had a pool shape like rerun, that'd be a good time. Jim Jim Trotter just wrote the other day on social media. 
that a boss actually told him at ESPN, you're a good reporter, but I couldn't watch you for two hours on TV. You're way too boring. Way too boring. And then told Jim in the in the same conversation that one of the great actors of all time was Fred Perry. <laughs> That's what made me think of Fred Perry. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. Jim's thing? God damn. No, we'll go... Uh, Fred Perry. Who tells that to guys? Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. And Jim wrote it. I was like, oh boy, that uh, that's pretty good. I don't know. I'll come up with a celebrity okay. poll on Wednesday, but right for right now, check it out. Six one nine four four nine four four five two is the number for tailor made pools, or on our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. All right, look, Fabian and Miguel, look, bright bail bonds. We talk about these guys. I didn't need it in New York. I didn't have to worry about it. I was thinking at the same time, man. If things go down, I do have the number on my phone. You should have the number in your phone too. Look. Over 20,000 bonds written by Fabian and Miguel. Bright Bail Bonds knows what they're doing. If you're in the right hands, look, if you're at their, they're the place because like 24-7 assistance, professional, confidential, caring, non-judgmental, available service, again, can help you out in all 50 states. You got to keep this number in your phone, 888-669-0295, 888-669-0295. Told you I had one thing happen in San Francisco. We had gone... Uh, to visit last Sunday night where yeah. my uncle used to live. My uncle lived up there, lived in a beautiful neighborhood on Fillmore Street, and I think it's kind of in the Pacific Heights neighborhood. And I took my boys up there. The jazz festival had just ended earlier in the day, and uh, my uncle passed away 20 years coming oh, wow. up in December. So I sent pictures to my mom uh, of my boys there because my mom used to go up all the time. My sister used yeah, to I've go known up you a long time. time. I remember when he passed. Yeah. That's crazy. Isn't that wild? And uh, and so we were there in this neighborhood, and it's crazy, man, when you go back to where family lived that's no longer with you, and the, the grocery stores are still there on the yeah. corner, the dry cleaners still there, all the different memories. So my sons and I start walking down the street, and a homeless guy comes out of nowhere. Now, there's homeless all over San Francisco and Oakland, but I wasn't expecting it there. And my son Jack goes, hey, Dad, behind you. And this guy is running at me, and he's got no shirt, and he's got a blanket over his shoulders. And he looks at me, Dave, and he said, hey, man, will you help me kill that motherfucker right there? He said, done. And I said, well, uh, I won't tonight because I'm with my boys. And then he got a little close to my son Jack, and I said, hey. I told you that's it. The guy looks at me. Hey, man, don't get nervous. I love you. I go, that's nice. I love you, too. Now get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that night, I made the right decision. Yes, you did. But if I had made the right decision, I was like, you know what? Yeah, it's been a long day. Let's kill this motherfucker. Let's kill <laughs> and I ended up in jail. Thank God I have bright bail bonds in my phone. Triple eight six six nine zero two nine five. Which guy? This fucker. <laughs> Let's take him out too. <laughs> you can find him online. Nope. Okay. Good. I don't like the way you looked at me. Uh, Brightbailbonds.com. Like I said, so I put it on Twitter. Just had a homeless guy ask me to help murder this motherfucker. <laughs> I said no. But if you made the wrong decision tonight, call Fabian and Miguel. Triple eight six six nine zero two nine five. Listen, Dave, I go up again. I don't know which answer I give, but oh the number God, is oh murder will put you in jail. I've yeah. done research. I was just thinking, Fabian and McGill have been so great, and then the one time you actually call is for murder. Yeah, hey guys, <laughs> woo! Yeah, no, I'm still here. 
Yeah. Uh, listen. You have 30 seconds. I murdered a guy. <laughs> a motherfucker. Will you help me murder that motherfucker right there? Guy asked for help. I'm not one to turn that down. No, exactly. You know, how, how are we role models if we're not doing what it takes? Okay, ask yourself, what would you have done? <laughs> I, I would have called the police. Well, that's why he didn't ask you. That's why he asked me. He goes, look at that sack of shit. He'll help me. Uh, 888-669-0295. 888-669-0295. Brightbailbonds.com. I do want to say, if you find yourself in that situation, I highly, highly recommend you don't commit murder. <laughs> there you go. Just my opinion. That's the way you roll. It's your motto. Don't kill people. Even that motherfucker. <laughs> I gotta be a Braves fan. They just drafted Kidman Cade. Oh my gosh, it's funny. Hey, Kyle Fluker. Finally want to mention Kyle Fluker. Let Kyle's branch out on his own. His company is Mithril Media. God dang it, Kyle. Couldn't make it Mithril? simple. Mithril? Mithril. Hi, how you doing? I'm Mithril. I feel like Coach should be reading this. He <laughs> Can you imagine? It's, hey, I tell you what. The way they've been playing... It's mithril. <laughs> M-I-T-H-R-I-L. Rolls off the tongue. And his business website is mithrilmedia.io. Simple. How many .ios do you know? Not many, just oh. mithril. <laughs> Kyle has one. Right now, Kyle would like to offer you a 10% discount off his services to new customers. If you tell them Dave and Jeff sent you, look, the number 619-500-6621. Don't worry about the name. You know Kyle's. 619-500-6621. Uh, we joke around, but i uh, tell you what, I love our website. Our website's incredible. And Bright Bail Bonds is on there. Brian Curry's on there. Dan Williams is on there. Al Taylor's on there. And Kyle, I was like, put a link on. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm like, dude, your family. Exactly. So go to DaveAndJeffShow.com. The two guys that do the absolute least on that site is Dave and Jeff. <laughs> or Jeff and Dave. It doesn't really matter. But our website's gorgeous, and it's because Flug's put it together, yeah. and he'll do the same for you. So, yeah, Dave mentioned it. 10% off for new services. Just mention this stupid show. <laughs> He's great. Oh, here we go. We have uh, how old are they and how much are they worth? We're going today's date. We're going July 9th. Okay. Speaking of the Oakland A's, giant Oakland A's fan. He grew up in Oakland. One of your least favorite actors, but one of my favorites. It's Tom Hanks. God, he hit the wall. That guy. But there's, uh, there's some funny shit about him. I'm starting to come back a little okay. bit. That I told you, man, called out. It would be a stupid movie. Nobody, yeah, you yeah, know, thought I was being I an asshole. It. I saw the whale on the plane. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Wasn't good. Yeah. How was Man Called Otto? It wasn't bad. I watched that with Rita. That wasn't terrible. The the, the worst movie, I swear to God, of all time, and it one movie of the year was Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Horrible movie. With uh, Michelle Yeoh? Oh, my God, dude. Dude, I love okay, her. Okay, you watch it and see if you can last to the movie. You can't follow Star Wars. You have zero no. chance of following this fucking movie. Dude, Michelle Yeoh is going to be our celebrity pool on oh Wednesday. My God. Oh, she makes me loopy. <laughs> God, I love her. She does all the work. That's a guy won is. actor of the year, right? What was it? Or movie of the year? What was it? Hold on. Who won she actor won of the too. year? Okay. Well, I thought she Brendan won. Fraser won actor of the year. No, the, the guy that had been in uh, Goonies. Yeah. That came back. What yeah. an amazing story. Yeah. He, didn't, he got, he got in the fucking movie. He got best supporting actor. Yeah, he should have. Supporting fine. She did all the work. Dude, I'll tell you what. If Michelle Yeoh said, 
meet me downtown. But going. Ke- but ke- going. <laughs> she goes, cancel dinner with Katie Temple and take her number out of her phone. Katie, who? Gone. What Sorry, if- Katie, I love you, but Michelle, yo. What if she says we help me kill this motherfucker over here? Fuck, I'd think about it. <laughs> Fucking think about it. But she's not um, Tom Hanks. Ah, fuck. Right back to him. Uh, dude, Tom Hanks is going to be 67. Exactly right. Hey, nice. Um, I do like when he does impressions of directors on yeah. the set, Ron Howard and Bob Zemeckis and all that shit. He's pretty funny. Um, I'll say he's worth, dude, 600 million. You know what? I would have guessed that high too. It's lower than that. Do you want to try again? Yeah. 425. 400 million. All right. 400 million. Next one. I'm not even going to make a joke. OJ Simpson. The juice. Uh, let me think about this. He, I'm going to say he is 78. Same day as Ted Leitner, 76. 70. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, How about dead. that shit. Oh, dead shit. Yeah. And now Fred Goldman's like, let me hear this number. <laughs> uh, I mean, dude, it should be almost nothing, but I'm going to say 10 million. Exactly. Wow. $10 million for OJ. Wow. All right, here's a name. I don't know if you're going to get it, but it's it's one of my favorite movies. Jordan Belfort, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, he's the main guy. Yeah, he's the guy the character's after. Ah, uh, fuck. 58. 61. Okay. Uh, dude, I have no idea. Now, the money should be like nothing, right? No, there's a lot of money here. $30 million? $100 million. No for this shit. Guy. Yeah. But he probably made a lot after the movie. Yeah. Sell me this pen. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was great. All right, here we go. Five random questions. What was your favorite and least favorite subjects in school? Favorite subject in school was always English. Okay. Least favorite. Um, oh, uh, geometry, because James Ringstrom's a prick. <laughs> Fucking the asshole. First name, dude, the first Fucking name asshole. The, yeah, and they show him like, I get these emails from San Diego. Uh, don't let me forget. I got a San Diego thing to mention at the end. Um, yeah, the alumni. Yeah. Ringstrom shows up there. And he's probably in his 70s or 80s now. Yeah. He's smiling. I guess he's go up there and run his little head off the bell tower. What a prick. Fuck him. <laughs> well, you're, don't do you do it. Just keep the bail bonds number with you. Just yeah. do it. Uh, but, dude, I had so many great teachers at yeah. San Diego. Uh, Danny Field and all those. I mean, I had great teachers. But it's funny, the bad ones stand out. What was your oh my God. It best was, and worst? History was my favorite and uh, worst anything math. As soon as they started yeah. putting letters with the numbers, I was fucked. Um, do you consider yourself an early bird or a night owl? Night owl, 100%. Like yeah. my son, Jack Dotseth. Kate Dotseth has dinner at 4 o'clock. You look back, he's passed out in the car. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> he just moved to Florida, the early bird special? He should. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> That's yeah. funny as hell. All right. Uh, where are you going on your next vacation? Uh, it's pretty funny. I don't know. That's cool. I know I'm not going uh, to Toronto. I'm not going to Toronto in November. Okay. Because uh, uh, Joe will be out of town traveling with uh, Team Jamaica. Okay. And so 
Oh, I go. I mean, I'm in Chicago, but that's a work trip. Yeah. But I'm in Chicago in three weeks. So where are you and Jack going? Uh, I think we're going to try to do uh, the Rangers. Oh, cool. For All-Star Game next year. Oh, that's year. cool. Yeah, and go down there. Um, how about you? God dang it. You know what? I think I'm going Denver. Denver's a great I've never, city, I've never dude. seen Coors Field. I want to see Coors Field. Yeah, Denver's great. I had talked to Julie Brownman about going up there. Sting is at uh, Red Rocks yeah. in August. <laughs> Here you guys a picture. Worst picture of all time. Oh, my God. So great. Yeah. The best picture of all time. The funniest <laughs> picture. And so that would be kind of fun. But I couldn't do Coors Field without him. So I couldn't go yeah. without Jack. But um, ah, Denver's a great city. Yeah, never, never uh, been. Dude, I love it there. This airport, never been yeah. anywhere. That's a good one. I like that. Go do that. All right, who would play you in a movie? That's awesome. Who would? It's a tough one. Uh, the guy who, can it be living or dead? Either one. The guy, absolutely. No one's making a movie about you. No, that's Is this true. a serious question? Dude, the guy, no, but I meant like. Yeah, I got you. The guy who, uh, I think his name's Paul Benedict. The guy who played the principal in Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah. That'd be my perfect That'd be awesome. Guy. That'd be awesome. He'd be the guy. Dude, no shit. Dude, he didn't. Dude, I loved him in Trading Places. Dude, he was great in that. He that was great. I think phone booth line cracks me up. The one where he tells the person <laughs> yeah. to fuck off. Yeah. Dude, he's great in like a movie that nobody saw called Johnny B. Good. Yeah, I saw that. With Anthony, yeah. Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, where he's the football coach. Yeah. And he's stuck on the bus and he talks about the airport and he's got a packed lunch. He's singing Mac the Knife with his hot wife, Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> Dude, I dude, I love that guy. And then yeah. we met him. My buddy Boom and I met him at the Beverly Center. Was he's, it cool? No, he's an asshole. Oh, made sucks. it great. No, it was great. We loved it. Like certain guys, yeah. you, just, you need him to be an asshole. Dude, dude. I met Hank last year uh, or two years ago from um, Breaking Bad. He was yeah. a fucking dick. He was. Yeah, so I met Norris. Yeah, Dean Norris was a dick. Fuck. Maybe Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, they played me. <laughs> Well, Gary Berghoff, who's uh, playing you? I'm going John Hamm. I don't know why. John, John Hamm's Hamm. the first to jump to my head. John Hamm's, Hamm and I are about the same age. I'm like, fucking John Hamm. I don't know. Baseball Rain, fan. Rain Wilson's playing you. <laughs> I love Rain Wilson. Dude, he's great. Rain Wilson was he so good in that so character great. that he can't do anything else. Everyone just dude, thinks Dwight all the dude, time. Dude, Rain Wilson would be the perfect yeah. Dave Palais. Dude, that'd be fine. I would take that in a heartbeat. I love Rain Wilson. All right, last one. Do you believe in reincarnation? I do. Do you really? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Oh, God dang. I don't know why that scares me. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Because like you're afraid do, you're going to come back as like a mealworm? Well, nah, the fact is that I live in San Diego. I can't do better than that. You know what I mean? I live yeah. in the United States. I live in San Diego. It's not like I would have anything to compare it to, right? If there's a thing of reincarnation, I can't remember any other life. But, boy, that frustrate move. I was in a third world country. You uh, know? Hey, just wanted to mention this really quick. And by the way, real quick, we're watching, watching baseball highlights right now. I'm, I'm so burnt out on the guy dang grounds crew guys that dance. Uh, enough Dude, of that. fire that guy. Yeah. They, 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 I don't talk about racial profiling. They got the guy who doesn't work that dances on the job. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Hey, what are you trying to do out there? We're just trying to keep the game moving. You're out there. You're right, coach. You're out there. Hey, we're not running uh, Dance Fever here. <laughs> dance Fever. <laughs> uh, all right, Dave, we're going to end on a little bit of a sad note because this oh, really hit home for me. And you guys may have seen the story, but a lot of times stories come and they go and they yep. pass. 
One of the things that was great for me was growing up in Encinitas. I loved it. And when I was 15 years old, my son Jack is 15 right now. Man, I was up and down El Camino Real the whole time. And then eventually started working there when I was 17. Motorcycles, just riding bikes, doing the whole thing. And our community was devastated by the loss of a 15-year-old boy. His name was Brody Braxton Champlain Kingman. 15 years old, Dave, and this guy was riding his electric bike. Did you see this story? And it was on El Camino Real. And there he went left and a work van hit him. And as you can imagine, the community of Encinitas is devastated. This young kid went to San Diego High School. He's 15. And I wrote his mom a note. And I just said, I'm so sorry. Um, My son's 15. I live there. I've driven that street a thousand times. And it's a two-part thing. There's a GoFundMe for, for the Kingman family for Brody because of a lot of bills that came up. Yeah. And... And this family's just devastated and heartbroken in the one thing. And the one thing that, that his mom noted when they had a visual for in his memory were these kids riding the electric bikes and just saying for all of us, be aware, pay yeah. attention, right, and, and what's going on. But the other message that she had, even though it didn't apply to Brody, she said as she was riding, driving to the vigil last week, she looked and kids are riding and their helmets are not yeah, tied. being tied. And it's one of those things. Now, Brody had and and it's just unbelievably tragic. But like I said, as a 15-year-old kid, I was at San Diego. I was in that neighborhood. All my buddies either had the Vespas or the scooters or different things and then motorcycles. Man, when I rode a motorcycle, I had no helmet riding up and down that thing. And I look back, I go, holy shit. But at just for the family, I just said, hey, we're just going to make a little mention of it. Uh, Dave, unfortunately, you know, yeah. the loss of a son, it, it's never easy uh, for any parent to lose a child. You never get over it. And this family's just had their world turned upside down. He had a beautiful young kid. And, uh, and so I just, our hearts break for that family. And uh, so, Brody, may you rest in peace, buddy. I'm sorry we never got a chance to actually meet you, but it sure feels like over the last couple of days, reading his story, uh, it feels like not only, Dave, would we have known him, we would have loved him. So may he rest in peace. May his family find peace. But if you get a chance, like I said, find his story. There's a GoFundMe. If you can uh, drop a few bucks in there, I know that family would mean a lot. Absolutely. We'll be back on Wednesday. Yeah, we'll see you Wednesday night. Okay.
attitude, you better go away. A five-cent video game put a smile on my face. That stop sign was paralyzed, but I ran it anyway. Soundproof fence and a handyman cussing on TV. What Californian cuts their own Christmas tree? Boy, you better watch out for that sneaky back screen door. I laughed so hard I cried.